This podcast is proudly sponsored by Paybot, a cryptocurrency company that offers secure, affordable, and rewarding merchant payment solutions, all at lightning speed. Check them out at paybot.io. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is James. Uh, welcome to the uh, second episode of Crypto Ledger, a podcast about everything crypto, covering news, views, and reviews. Um, Joined as always, uh, my good friend Raj. Say hi to everyone, Raj. Hey, everybody. Hey, James. Yeah, glad to be back. So, uh, first one hopefully was a success. So, <laughs> back for round two. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow, uh, slow build. Uh, we'll build it up slowly, but um, nothing, nothing good comes from day one. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. How's your week been, Raj? Oh, not bad. Not bad. So, uh, Vancouver, right? It's, uh, it's kind of rainy it's kind of cloudy so you don't want to look out your window <laughs> it's one of those days yeah 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 no something unfortunately i can't relate being in sydney it's always in australia it's always uh 20 degrees and sunny so you're lucky man you get the you're you're at the like the best place right now especially this time of the year it's not too bad yeah it's not too bad the only thing is there's no like you know because obviously christmas movies is big um but there's for us, we cannot, we can never relate because it's all snowy and um, white Christmas. Yeah, we, we don't, we have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh man, well, you're not missing out too much. Maybe if you, I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen the snow, have you seen the snow at all? Maybe once or twice, not in Australia. I think it was in parts of China that I saw the snow. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey man, snowball fights are great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let's get on with the podcast. So um, today I thought, given that today is, uh, at least when we're recording this, 9th of December, um, it's about four days after the aftermath of the big BitMart hack that went down um, Sunday, I guess, Sunday my time. So yeah, like uh, initial reactions. Initial reactions for me? Mm. It's like, wow, this, this is... Uh... This happens, eh? It's like a, almost like a bank heist. Mm. Yeah, very, very crazy. Uh, yeah, the crypto. Yeah, it's amazing how somebody can do that and get away with it. Eh? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, um, especially the, the the dollar amounts is just getting more and more staggering, right? If you go going all the way back to the um, Mt. Gox hacks, which is which was pretty much the first well-known hacks uh, for crypto, going so far back to nowadays, it's just becoming, you know, like every day in the news, there's some sort of hack, some sort of scam, some sort of rug pull. Something's happening in crypto. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's always uh, something. There's you know, there's crypto jacking, people using your computer to mine. <laughs> yeah there's there's phishing attempts there's yeah there's there's a whole bunch yeah it's, it's scary you know if you're like a a newbie investor just getting into it it's a, it can be daunting and you know you don't want to you don't want to do the wrong thing and lose your your savings really yeah i think um just for those just we'll, we'll just quickly go summarize for those that um wasn't aware of this news basically bitmart is a relatively popular exchange based in, I believe they were formerly based in China. They're now based in the US. They've got offices, subsidiaries all over the world. 
um, they were hacked for hundred, uh, roughly 150 million in crypto assets over the weekend. Basically, it was one of their hot wallets. Hot wallet being um, a wallet where uh, it's readily accessible uh, if you know the private keys or the passwords to the to the wallet. And exchanges, well, exchanges have majority of their assets, crypto assets, in cold wallets that is not uh, readily accessible without multiple uh, layers of security. The hot wallets are a lot more accessible. And yeah, basically, from what it seems, anyone who knew either knew the password, uh, the, the private keys or the passwords and whatnot uh, were able to access it. So obviously, someone did whether it's an inside person or, a, or an external person, uh, access the wallet and then basically just uh, drained all the funds from their wallet to, from the um, hot wallet to their private wallet, their own private wallet. And then they used something called um, Tornado, Tornado Cash, which is a way of kind of, um, mm, a way of, obfuscating your your funds basically so instead of you know pulling the funds and mixing it with other other funds so that it's harder to trace basically so at the end of the day they got away with uh, a majority of that or well, almost two hundred thousand million in crypto assets from the exchange absolutely crazy it tell you know when i when i'm hearing this it seems like this guy's probably done it before maybe mm -hmm. uh, if he's using that, um, what was it? A tornado? What was it? Cash. Tornado? Tornado cash. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just, it's just so crazy. And like you said, maybe it was an inside job. We don't really know, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's always hard to say. But, but I, I, I mean, I tend to default to the most obvious. And the only reason why I suspect, or, or the majority of crypto. Uh, the world suspect it's an inside job is because to me humans are probably the biggest vulnerability when it comes to these things because I mean, smart contracts can't be tempered with code cannot be tempered with we all know that uh private keys cannot be tempered with right otherwise well bitcoin or crypto in general wouldn't exist because there's that layer of trust or that layer of security is lost so if all these things are uh impenetrable then really it's just human or human error that could be the cause of most likely the cause of these hacks. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it kind of reminds me, I don't know if anybody remembers, but back in the day, um, Half-Life 2, when it was about to be released, but like I think six months prior, somebody ended up hacking the Valve servers and just dumping the assets into like a, a torrent or something, BitTorrent at the time. Wow. And yeah, everybody was able to download it. And apparently, I think the guy got in by he just sort of like, he found some sort of vulnerability. But the way he was able to get the files, I think you just guessed the password or you know, broke broke uh, a pretty simple password. So that yeah, was yeah. sort of like, you know, user error, you know, you should have more of a complicated password. But, you know, that's what the guy did. And yeah, and the world was sort of like started playing the game about six months earlier. <laughs> And it wasn't even finished so that's that is that must be so brutal especially for a game that's you know has so much hype and i'm sure a lot of development efforts went into it 
Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I remember at the time. Yeah, I had a buddy who actually ended up downloading it, and you know we all ended up buying the game, which because you know we were fans of the series. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It's just yeah, and I don't think he wanted money or anything. It wasn't like a ransomware thing. I think he just did it just because he could. Mm. And I think they did, and eventually catching that individual. I think he was oh, okay. in Switzerland or Germany or something. Yeah, and so they did catch him. Oh, he must he must have faced a huge lawsuit then, given the amount of monetary loss. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I imagine. I don't know how many years in jail he, you know, or prison he went to, but yeah, it's very crazy. And yeah, even this crypto stuff is is kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, like you're saying, it's user error. It's just like you got to put a complicated password on it, or like you're saying, it's inside job. Yeah. Oof. Did um with the Half Life did they end up finishing the game, the developers? Oh yeah, they ended up finishing it. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm sure they they went through multiple changes. Like it was an inf- it was an unfinished product that was that was actually leaked to the internet. So, okay, yeah, the final game was amazing. Yeah, people you know think fondly of it looking back. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I do. I never, I was never, never played. Uh, I think I Stanley started first shooter uh, when Counter Strike was popular. Um, but yeah, I do remember hearing about Half Life a lot when I was younger. Yeah, man. It's, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I think they released something in v- for VR recently, but uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been paying attention really. So, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think um, one of the interesting aspects of any time a hack happens is it brings up the question of, you know, it always brings up the the, the naysayers of centralized exchanges always kind of refer to. You know the centralization of it and saying that's that's why we need decentralized exchanges that's why everyone needs to be in control of their own private key so that you know not your bitcoin not your sorry not your private key not your bitcoin so the same that's uh, everyone banters around and i i definitely yeah i mean look i definitely agree to that as to to those as to that aspect um, to an extent i think ultimately the reason why Bitcoin took off and became so popular and, and then crypto as a result of it is because of the, uh, I guess, absolute, yeah, too much. The the, the, the centralized powers um, just showed that uh, it wasn't an effective form of governance, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, banks get robbed as well. You know, centralized uh, mm. things gets, uh, get robbed as well. So it's not like they're immune to it. And... Um, and you always hear bank robberies, like in person, <laughs> you know, That's somebody right. walks into the bank and starts, you know, with a gun and, and just starts stealing. So, yeah, I mean, these these things happen. It's uh, I don't I don't see really any way to stop it because humans are greedy and humans will find a way to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think, um, yeah, but, but, but it, it, it's good that. I think so, so. So the way I see it with centralized and decentralized exchanges specifically is decentralization is great because you know after all we are all encouraged encouraging everyone to own their own private keys to have their own crypto assets stored in cold storages. Right? For those of know those of you that don't know the difference between a cold storage and a hot uh, wallet, I encourage you to Google. Google it. There are some very popular products out there that does a very good job at um, cold storage. Um, I use personally use Ledger Ledger 
is uh, for my form of cold storage. So not a sponsored, uh, not a sponsored ad, but do, do check them out. Um, but yeah, I do think, you know, uh, decentralization and using uh, decentralized exchanges is definitely great. And we, and, and, and you know, our, our coin, our coin, the coin, our BNB pay coin is traded on that, on uh, PancakeSwap as well, which is a decentralized exchange. But I do think centralized exchange definitely plays a part in crypto, especially in the adoption, the, the, the mass adoption of cryptocurrencies, because decentralized exchanges and taking control of your own part, part, uh, private keys and being having absolute control of your own um, funds and not having a centralized entity where if you lost your password, if you lost your keys, you can go and speak to someone or get a password retrieved. It's just a very foreign idea to most people. And frankly speaking, most people are not great at remembering their own, you know, keeping account accountability of their own okay. their own funds or their own passwords. And and so yeah, I, I do think there's definitely a place that exists for centralized exchanges, as well as being uh, you know, at the end of the day, they are we do have to most people do um cash uh, buying to crypto through their own fiat local currencies. And central exchanges are the ones that are dealing with the government, dealing with the red tape, dealing with the regulatory bodies and getting them okay for people, for their local citizens to invest in cryptocurrency. So, yeah, that's my viewpoint on it. Do you have any, what do you think, Raj? Do you have any viewpoints on centralized versus decentralized exchanges? No, I agree with you. I think, it, you know, you need both, I think. It's just, uh, if, like you said, for mass adoption, you're going to need, you're going to need centralized uh, exchanges just to help people out sometimes, right? You know, they're going to lose their password. Or, <laughs> like we said, user, user error is going to come into the effect. So I think it's just for the long term, if you want like people, you know, who aren't necessarily crypto savvy or tech savvy even to mm. get into this, I think you got to, you got to help them. You got to help them along. It's mm. just, just the only way, really, I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, it's, and then, you know, um, centralized exchanges, I think, also have a lot of different, very interesting product offerings, uh, such as, you know, saving accounts, staking, DeFi products. It's, yeah, I mean, they obviously exist both in centralized form and decentralized form, but they all have their own use cases. They all have their pros and cons. So for, for me, whatever's whatever helps with giving crypto more coverage or more mass adoption or more eyeballs, um, that's, that's a good thing for crypto in general. Yeah. You know, this is a very relatively, very young industry, you know, it's just very, it's changed so much, you know, in the last five years even. So let's hope the next five years are, you know, just as bright and, you know, more people come on board, you know, it's, Absolutely. that's my goal just to get more people on board. Really. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for that, Raj. Thanks for the chat this week. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been fun. Uh, well, fun. Maybe not the right word, but it's been very interesting uh, watching these hacks go down and seeing how the response to it, both from uh, the general public and also from the Bitmart themselves. But I think they're doing a relatively good job in. You know, um, calming everyone down, telling them their their funds are safe and will be uh, a bit more well reimbursed them for any lost funds. So I think they've taken the right approach in slowly regaining the trust of the general public. So I think it's a good good step step in the right direction. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you definitely don't want to lose people's trust, and I think they're doing a good job. Mm. It's uh, you know, it's it's a terrible situation, but they're like, you know, they're doing right by their community, so I can't can't fault them for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else, Raj? Before we sign off? Uh, nothing. Just you know, everybody subscribe, stay tuned. We're gonna have lots of more episodes. You know, it's a lot of good things on the horizon. I would say. Well, that's right. Like, sub subscribe, and leave a comment. Uh, leave a five. Uh, leave a review. Like whether you like it, five star or one star. Leave a review and tell us why. And um, yeah, we're we're always happy to hear feedback. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Until next time. Thanks, Raj. Cool, man. Thanks, James. Bye. Yeah. Bye.